Welcome to this very special episode of Re-Educating Dad, the daddy-daughter talk show where we discuss the important topics of our time from our opposite ends of the generational spectrum. My name is Tony Coe, your co-host and the daddy of this dueling duo. Today, in this episode 28, we'll be discussing the imminent American election, and we have a very special guest on the show today who I'll introduce you to in just a moment. But first, as usual, I'm joined today by my re-educator-in-chief and daughter, <laughs> the supremely talented and robustly opinionated Tony Co. Brooker. How are you today, Tony? <laughs> I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well. Are you excited to meet our are special you... guest? Of course. You were going to ask me very something? Very excited. You were going to ask I was going to say, something? do you feel robustly opinionated today? No, you know me. I'm, I'm just, I am just the student here. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Anyway, not be without, fooled. <laughs> without delay, because we have a lot to talk about, we are delighted to be joined today by Tracy Atchison, from, who's uh, broadcasting with us today from Arizona in the USA, one of my favorite places in the world. Welcome to the show, Tracy. How are you? Thank you, very, thank you very much for having me. I am doing very well. That's good. I'm so pleased to hear it. And I suppose in the, uh, with the idea of full disclosure, we should, uh, we should disclose, Tracy, that you and I have a bit of a history. Uh, we go back 50 years, probably. <laughs> yeah, that, that long? That's kind of scary. I think it is kind <laughs> of that long, yes. <laughs> so I should explain to our dear listeners, listeners that uh, Tracy and I went to school, not together in the same school, but we went to schools that were very close by in the wilds of the English countryside in Dorset. Um, I was, as I explained in our last episode, I was uh, in a school called Claysmore, uh, and uh, our, I, I think it's fair to say our sister school really uh, was Croft House, uh, a very special um, all-girls school a few miles away uh, where Tracy was a, a student so we got to know each other a long 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 ago so I was very very pleased to be reunited with Tracy um, a few weeks ago via a Canadian old school friend of mine Robert who I'm sure will be listening today um, and uh, it's just so good to uh, be back in touch with you Tracy. Thank you very much. So you are our subject uh, expert today, as well as our special guest, because uh, you know we we we're, we're watching excitedly from across the pond at this uh, contest you have uh, going on between uh, contests. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I do. Ha I do have to admit it is a little crazy right now. It is uh, can't remember when it has been this acrimonious. It's, it looks pretty, it gets pretty nasty, doesn't it, your, your uh, elections? I mean, really. It does. <laughs> I am, well, the place where I live in Arizona, it's probably more 50-50, and we are considered a deciding state. Mm -hmm. But I do take grief for being a Trump supporter. So are you, are you un, in Arizona, are you a bit unusual? In, well, you said 50-50, so you're not unusual. Right. But I have also, my roots are in California. It's so not 50-50 in California. No, so. no, I, I should think, I should think not. So 
when we just started talking pre-show, I mean, you mentioned that you were going to be the one who came on the show and said, why, why would anyone vote for this crazy man? And I think that probably that would be the majority feeling in the UK. I mean, there are some ardent Trump supporters here, but I would say they're in the minority. So could you just sort of give us a sense of, of uh, why you would be voting for Donald, the Donald? <laughs> The Donald. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think I would have to say that unless you're really immersed in American politics, um, it's hard to comprehend um, how our system works. Um, obviously, Republicans and Democrats, um, and I look at, I look at more to their platforms than I do to um, the individual. Um, I'd like to back up a couple of years before before Donald, President Trump was even nominated. And we'd had four years of Obama. A lot of regulations had been put into effect. And some of us felt that that was stifling um our our economy and we were for my part didn't particularly care for mr trump but they offered us hillary clinton who i extremely dislike um so kind of by default he was elected he came in as a maverick. He came in as someone who was not part of the system. He came in as someone who was a businessman. Economics were his basis. Um, so at the time, he seemed like a really interesting bet. <laughs> yeah. And a lot, of us, a lot of us voted for him. Um, fast forward now, mm -hmm. and many of us are upset with the state of politics today and how acrimonious it has gotten. But once again, the Democrats have put forth Joe Biden. Yep. <laughs> I feel by default, I'm back voting for Trump again because the platforms are so different. You did say to me um, recently when we, we discussed it, I think, or somewhere, maybe it was on, on a chat or something, that you were wavering a little bit. It, was there something that made you think twice yes i mean i'm gonna i'm just gonna put it right out there president trump is uh, a rather despicable human being as a human being he gets an f minus uh he, <laughs> he 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 does not seem to have any discernment in what mm -hmm. he says he doesn't seem to have any understanding that as the leader of the free world your words have tremendous impact um, not only here in the united states but throughout our friends in the world and i think he's a misogynist mm -hmm. um and i think he's also which is even worse uh, a bit of a racist so mm -hmm. he's not a very admirable human being to be voting for <laughs> that's kind of why I wasn't sure I could put up with another four years of his rhetoric. His yes. rhetoric. But you obviously changed your mind and decided that uh, you still wanted to stick with him. So what was the reason, what brought you back? 
Okay, so in, in, in the states, we basically have two platforms, as you know. Right? Republicans as a whole believe in economy, they believe in, and they believe in less government. That's always been how I was raised. You worked, you earned, it's yours, um, and you offer helping hands when you can. The Democrat platform is a much bigger government, and the government is there to give you helping hands all the time, whether you need it or not. And for me, that's kind of the crux of American politics. Um, so having said that, <laughs> mm. I, I, my fear is voting for Biden is we're not getting Biden, that we are going to get Kamala Harris. And she is a whole different kind of set of circumstances, in my opinion. Because what I believe that Kamala has made deals with the Bernie Sanders crowd. And I know you're, Woo! I know. Yeah, so I was going to say, here it comes from Tony. I, I heard her say, love the Bernie. Love the Bernie. <laughs> Sorry, go, go on. And, and to me, and to me, he's absolutely appalling. <laughs> oh, um, so that's my, pro that's my, pro that's, that's my problem. What am I really getting? Because I'm not sure that Joe Biden uh, he's had a couple of aneurysms. He's had surgery. He seems to lose his place. I don't know if his age, he's robust enough to take on the job. So I'm not, con I'm not considering it. I'm considering it between Trump and Kam Kamala Harris. I see. I get it. I get it. Well, I'm not going to dominate the questioning here, Tony, so I'm going to let you step in. and. Um... Tony, let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, I couldn't possibly. You seem too nice of a person. Um, Do you mean I, she's um, too nice of a person to vote for Trump? That's what you really meant to say. Well, both, really. Too nice for me to rip into. And obviously, uh, your uh, daughter and I share similar views, so... I'm sure you're getting it all the time at home anyway. I, I um, am. We, we are a house <laughs> divided. <laughs> um, we're actually largely not. It's actually only my dad who's conservative. The rest of the family's Labour, and that's been a really interesting conversation for us, hasn't it, Dad? It has. It has. Although you say a lot of things that sound very conservative to me, but... Stop yes, saying that. It, it, it's it, really it, pissing me off. You know, the apple doesn't <laughs> fall far from the tree. You claim to be labor Tony, but things that come out are definitely uh, leaning he towards conservative. He says that, but I work in a job where I earn basically no money. I live a very, very modest lifestyle in comparison to my father's. So without meaning to stick the dagger in, Dad, you definitely... Excuse me, I'm just going to get my violin out. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. So it must be really hard in the Cotswold where you've got your own boat and you've got an electric car. You're you're more burny than anyone. Anyway, ah, okay, so. but now, but now, Tony, don't we get to it? Because I believe that the problems in America are not racial, not necessarily political. They are economic. Okay. All right. Let me let me think about how I want to phrase this. Um. I believe that our leaders on whatever side they're on are a reflection of our society. 
Um, and I find it really hard that in the most progressive and wealthy country in the world that our two options are Biden and Trump. That is a really troubling thing for me. But even if, <laughs> even if um, you're, I, I, I'm basically trying to say that I think that Trump is a reflection of his administration and his administration are forever being um, accused of fraud, illegal activity, and yet they're leading the country. And I find that really, really concerning. <laughs> but also, <laughs> what, what am I trying to say? But Tony, I really, you, really worry. Sorry, you, you know, you go. If you go on the premise, which I do, which is all politicians are rather crooked, then yeah. <laughs> and enriching <laughs> themselves in some way by being in the political arena, then then one politician based upon another, they're, 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 they all have the keys to the treasury, in my opinion. But I don't believe that Bernie Sanders is crooked. But I mean, this, this conversation isn't about Bernie. I mean, no. I'm, I'm deeply w worried about... Okay, so while Trump has been president, we've never seen such a bad state of affairs in terms of polarization, violence, violence against, you know, the public. Um, and even if the economy was really badly affected while under Obama, there still wasn't the violence. Or we're, we're basically on the brink of civil war in America. And we've never seen it so bad. Well, I mean, this is the UK watching from the outside. I don't really know what it's like, uh, you know, on the ground in the US. But basically, a lot of my information comes from watching people that are marching in the protests. Yes. And I, I am just deeply worried that, that basically the US is, is, is bordering on being in civil war. And I put that down to the leadership um, and therefore, even if I wasn't pro Biden, or I'm sorry, I've forgotten her name, K K Kamala, Kamala Harris. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris. We, it's time for a change. Trump is not working. Trump and his administration are not working. In fact, things have never been so bad. I mean, look at the way that Trump and his administration, his team, have responded to coronavirus. We've never seen so yes. many deaths in the whole of the world. You know, he, he's basically turned a blind eye and been completely ignorant and said, no, no, it's fine in America. We're doing fine. We're actually doing better than any other country. It's, it's, it's the only country that's been hit this hard. And actually, comparatively, there are big countries with bigger populations. There's actually a lot of space in America. You know, a lot of the states that have a lot more rural space between them. And... I mean, the, the death rate and the infection rate, I mean, the infection rate a couple of days ago was something like 700,000 in one day. Yes. I mean, the way, the way that they have responded to coronavirus has been a complete failure. And I would have to, and, I would have uh, to agree with you on that. I think that Trump dropped the ball. I think he was focused way too much on the economy and the stock market. He was afraid that the stock market would tank if he came out early on. Um, I have no idea why this why this gentleman will not wear a mask. It doesn't put the mask on. It just doesn't seem. 
<laughs> doesn't seem that big of a deal. I don't know how it got so politicized, um, but I, I also think that um, that this is new territory for everyone. But I think, Tracy, yeah. you, what, what, what you're saying seems to come down to, because, I mean, you make no bones of the fact that these are pretty, disp I think you used the word yourself, despicable. He's yes. a despicable human being. So what you're really saying is he's a very, very flawed person, but given the option between him and the other guy, you, you've, you have more faith and trust in, in him than you do in Biden, or, or, or rather that Biden, because Biden is more of a figurehead there purely, for the, purely to defeat Trump, and then you're going to be dealing with quite a different animal altogether. Um, but my, my, your, my, but my question hasn't been answered. Uh, my, I don't understand. We haven't. The U.S., in my opinion, in my short thirty-three years of life, has never been in such a bad state, political state of affairs, than it is right now. So surely, it's better to try the other team rather than continue in this absolute disaster. That's that's what I'm trying to understand about your opinion to vote Trump again. Well, yes, Trump is deplorable. Is, we'll call him just deplorable. We'll borrow a phrase from Hillary, the deplorables. <laughs> <laughs> but the things that Trump has done, his administration, all right, first of all, I'm a firm believer that we need solid borders. Um, we just can't have thousands and thousands of people flooding our borders. And in the Obama in the Obama <laughs> administration, okay, did not had leaky borders. Right? Mm. Now, having said that, Tony, I get it. I don't want to be called a racist. I'm not a racist. Okay, I'm a I'm black sure daughter. For, I have a black daughter. For, <laughs> half black daughter for heaven's sakes. I'm not a racist. But when. I understand that people in there have economic difficulties and are fleeing war and poverty. But what about the impact to the American system? Our school system cannot take all these children that English is their second language. And, and so they're already behind in school. That puts a tremendous economic hardship on the schools to provide bilingual bilingual teachers it um so education is one of my issues when we're talking about borders my other issue is health care they come without health care they've often not been vaccinated they come with their own sets of of health issues and it floods our hospitals and we, our system, as we have it, because we don't have socialized medicine, we have private insurance companies, we get charged more when an illegal comes in and uses our healthcare system to make up the difference. So, so Trump with his border, I never believed Mexico was going to pay for the wall, but I do think for immigration standpoint, that the Republican stance on immigration is, is where I'm at. And Biden and Kamala Harris have a different view. They want more open borders. My question to them are, who's going to pay? Who's going to pay for these influxes of people that are going to come here? But Does I mean, part of, your, 
part of your problem to do with education and people coming into the country is to do with the disparity of wealth. Did I say that right? I yes, mean, absolutely. You have some some of the the richest people in the world in the in America, and some of the poorest people in the world. And actually, if you had a, what does what does Bernie Sanders call it? Socialist democracy. Then everyone would have the right to the same education and there would be no platforms for rich people to have the best education and the best jobs and the best opportunities. Everyone would be um, given the same amount of, you know, the same opportunities. Um, but also in terms of the border, th th this one's really tricky for me because we're all immigrants. All of us are immigrants. No one yes. has any own ownership over any country. And I mean, actually the native americans and the native alaskans and you know they own their it's their land we're the immigrants yes. So, yes. so to put to put a, a border up and stop people from coming into a country that's not even ours doesn't make sense to me especially but with how, such a huge disparity of, how far back wealth. do you need to go how far back do you need to go tony it's been 250 years and i don't yes, believe i agree i don't native i think that sorry sorry you finish Native Americans definitely got the short end of the stick, but, but even British history during Queen Victoria's time and your imperialism, you went around the world and... Oh, yeah, we're awful. We're awful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that we're... That I, that's why I kept saying we, because, you know, we, we, we basically started colonialism. We're awful people, but it means our, it's our responsibility... To ensure it didn't, that it didn't work. It didn't work out too well with America. Those upstarts started complaining, and then they started shooting and killing us. Good. <laughs> we should have died. <laughs> we should have all died of the plague. Um, but I mean, it's now. Now, this is what we. You know, we've been talking a lot about stuff like Winston Churchill, and the. You know, um, my dad's generation and the generation above that and stuff, you know, they all praised Winston Churchill for being the man that saved the UK. He saved the English population. But on the other end of that, yeah, and on the other end of that, he oppressed and marginalized thousands and thousands of people. So, yes, it's a part of our history. Yes, it saved our culture. But, but now that we know, now that we've educated ourselves, I feel it's our responsibility to ensure that we are sharing the wealth, sharing the healthcare, sharing education as much as possible. And I think that by pol polarizing, you know, and, and oppressing and building walls and pushing people out, all we're doing is, is creating segregation and we're creating war and we're creating poverty. And those are bad things. You know, what, what do I look for in a leader? I look for someone who recognizes the errors made in in the past someone who's honest about the present and someone who who has good ideas and hope and you know progresses the country and you know in, in the way that i want them to progress it and at the moment i can't see that happening for the uk or america at the moment all of the options are bad <laughs> all the and options i don't understand all of the options are bad. So how is it that in the, in the wealthiest and most progressive countries in the world, we've got these terrible options? It makes no sense. Let, let me throw this out to, to, your, to, your, to Big Town, okay? okay? Because I can remember uh, way back when, when Idi Amin came to power and he threw out 
the Ugandans that all had British passports. Do you remember that, Tony? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you had an enormous flood of immigrants into the country. Um, Ugandans, English was not necessarily their first language either. And uh, the, your system, the British system, took a tremendous hit with all those immigrants. It flooded the system. It worked out well for Ugandans with British passports, but but it's those kinds of social issues, it, regardless of color, race, or religion, um, that that puts societies into turmoil. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the whole question of immigration is a very, very difficult one. Um, I have sympathy, actually, with um, Tony's little tones view uh, that really I would prefer the world to be seen as borderless. Um, it, it, may be a, it may be a utopia that isn't realizable or certainly not in, in the short term. But I feel that, um, you know, I'd, the one good thing about the one, you know, before Brexit, the, the European movement of people I thought was very, very positive. I mean, it had, it had some terrific effects on our economy. We, mm -hmm. We've never been, and you know this better than most, Tracy, we've never been great at service in the UK. I mean, it must have shocked you probably when you came here as a child uh, how poor the service was. But I mean, when we let people in to our restaurants to come and into our restaurant uh, industry from places like Poland, Bulgaria, and so on, the service went way up because these mm. people had a hunger for uh, being, becoming successful in our country. And they knocked spots off the people from Britain who were, who were doing those <laughs> jobs before, frankly. They really did. And yeah. I, think, I think it improved our economy. And, of course, America is founded on immigration. I think yes. you know, there's a problem with, oh, now we've built a fantastic country. Let's put up walls and not let any other, even though our country is founded on immigration, now let's put up walls. Let's not let, let anyone else in this club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I do have a, I do have a we call those We call those NIMBYs, not NIMBYs. in my backyard. Yeah, we, 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 do, we do too. But I, I'm conscious of the fact that, um, you know, we're, we're very lucky to have you on the show today and it's, it's been wonderful hearing you, but I've only, we've only got a few minutes left because it's only a 30 minutes. No! We hardly scratched the surface. But so I want to get to, I do want to put something to you. Um, and that is, you know, I've heard a lot about this uh, Lincoln project, which from what I can see is a group of Republicans who are encouraging everyone to vote for Biden because they are so disgusted with Trump. What, what do yes. you have to say about that, Tracy? Um, well, <laughs> I will pull in my parents um, who are in their who are in their eighties. Mm. My mother is British, born and raised in London, and they are lifelong Republicans, and they voted for Biden. So there is some disenfranchised Republicans out there, and and that's where I'm at. Do I vote for this truly? creepy man <laughs> yeah or do i take a chance and vote for 
Bernie slash the new Green Deal slash Kamala Harris slash Biden, which are going to put into effect policies that I don't want. But isn't isn't that a lesser evil of the two? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, in our opinion, Bernie's a socialist. So that's just, yeah. He's I a mean, social democrat, not a socialist. It's very different. different. I promise you. So, yeah, because well, we, we, we were looking at socialism here with Corbyn, and that is a very, very different very situation. Different thing. Yeah, I don't think but Bernie please, got this message out. Please, Tracy, just consider that things cannot be any worse than they are right now politically in the U.S., and that the actually another option could be good. <laughs> You've got a few days left. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm, I am absolutely vacillating on the line. Um, oh, uh, I mean, if only we had another half an hour. <laughs> no, uh, yes. <laughs> but that, that, that aspect that there are Republicans, because I have, I have Lincoln Project-type people who are friends of mine. I was speaking to a you know, corporate lawyer from California that I, go, that I go back in business with many years, and he, is, you know, he foams at the mouth when he talks about Trump, and yet he believes in all the things you believe in, Tracy. And the I, Republican I, I platform. Yes, I certainly lean to the right. I mean, you know, you, you will have heard our debates with Tony and, Tony and I debating. You know that I lean to the right. But it, to, to my mind, and you, you use the word misogynist about Trump. Um, and you know, some of the things he's said about women and the way he treats women, I'm sure you must agree, you know, just are beyond the pale. Yes. Um, and, you know, you don't need to tell a woman that, Dad. No, probably not. <laughs> not mansplaining to Tracy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if Republicans, and these, these Republicans in, in the Lincoln Project, it seems to me a lot of them are putting their whole careers on the line in, in uh, espousing the views that they espouse, particularly uh, encouraging people to vote uh, for Biden. Uh, they, yes. They can't be doing that lightly. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I just wonder that, it, okay, things may shift to the left for a while, but that always goes, that always oscillates backwards and forwards, just as it does. It will oscillate back, backwards and forwards, yes. Uh, but I, can we really, uh, well, it's not a decision for us, but can, is it really, is it a good idea to, to perpet, you know, let this man who, who seems to be a little bit crazy, um, <laughs> Yeah. To, to, to give him to leave him with the with the keys to the nuclear warheads <laughs> <laughs> i will i will have to say that one of the things that we haven't touched on was trump internationally yes we are so focused uh, of the stuff that's going on here and i had read some articles in the um Le atlantic which is a very left publication but america under Trump has left a huge vacuum throughout the rest of the world. It's like he, it's like it doesn't exist for Trump. He's messed with NATO. He, he, he's withdrawn, withdrawn, withdrawn us from the who. And yep. he backed out of the Paris climate accords Mm -hmm. um, and there's a and the vacuum that's created in the rest of the world is very concerning to me.
So who's going to pick up that, that vacuum? Where there's a vacuum, someone of power will move in. And in my impression, it's going to be China. And that scares me a great deal. Yeah, so you see him as a you see him as a strong uh, leader who will st- stand up to. Um, I'm not sure he'll stand up to Putin, but um, uh, <clears throat> he'll certainly stand up to China. He's, uh, no, I think it's just I think it's just the opposite. I think that oh. Trump's done an awful job. I maybe I misspoke, but I think he's done an oh, awful I, I job. Oh, I mis- I misunderstood you then. Yeah, internationally, the things that he has done, his policies that have been put into place in Europe, it's just a disaster. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and those things like climate change, um, I mean, it's such an enormous uh, issue. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you've seen David Attenborough's recent, uh, doc, or his doc, you really should uh, look at that. Watch that. Life on, Life on Our Planet, I think it's called, by David mm-hmm. Attenborough. Mm-hmm. He's, he's 93 years old. He's one of our most famous um, uh, broadcasters on the subject of... Uh, mm climate science and yes and wildlife generally and it's 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 his passion and he this documentary that he's made and it's um, with netflix um is is really his testimony to the world saying you know we've got a very very we've got it we've got time to reverse this what we've what we've done to the to our uh, natural world we've got time to reverse it before it really destroys us as a species and we, mm-hmm. we need to get on with that so you know I, I rather think that those when you've got trump standing as an obstacle to mm. doing something about climate change if you take that alongside his his attitude to one of the probably the biggest challenge in our lifetime is covid um his his blasé attitude to that mocking yes Biden for wearing a mask. Yes, and it's it, really awful. You know, and 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 dissing. his attitude towards human rights and as a general as well. So climate change is, should be the priority policy of all of you know the whole you know election. It should be the biggest priority. But when someone has such a disregard for human rights as well, they're not going to care about the the planet, are they? Right. Right. However, I'm going to throw you for a loop now because I did say that I he pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accord, mm-hmm. and I supported that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because if you are traveling, as he said, if you if you're a world traveler, I just came back from Cam- Cambodia and Vietnam, and that country is not those countries are not working on it. So my question is, why should I kill myself in America to do things like recycling and having these restrictions be put on me when only a tiny part of the world is on board? The Chinese are not on board. They don't. They would have not come into the agreement of the accord until something like 2038. So, well, I think the answer, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's not a bad point. Uh, um, I'll, I'll let you come in, Tony, but it's not, it's not a bad point. But, I, uh, but the fact of the matter is we, have, we, leading countries of the world, have to show leadership first. Right, right. If, if we say, well, you know, they're all bad, so why do we right. bother? Then that's, yes. that is definitely the road, road to disaster. 
Sosta, yes, absolutely. Yeah. My concern was is that while I supported him pulling out of the accord, he didn't put anything in to take its place. And that's the vacuum that he's left it, sure. it, internationally. It, sure. You pulled us out of all of this. You created chaos throughout the world, but you did not provide the leadership sure. for putting up something different. Sure. Tony, a final word from you? Yeah. So all I was going to say is that obviously you're not a leader of the world. So, you know, you don't have to consider stuff like whether China is, is doing anything about climate change. You're only in control of your own actions. And every time you spend money, you're voting for someone, you're voting for a company. And they, those are either good people or they're bad people. They have good policies or they have bad policies. And I, I just would like to know that, but you know, that I've made good choices in my life and I've spent money on things, on people that have been, you know, trying to protect the planet, try and make it a better place, try and create diversity and equality and, and all of that. And so if that means that I can't travel around the world and see the, the, you know, all these amazing places by plane, then I won't because, you know, the earth's future is more important than my life. Sounds like, that yes. sounds like a good punchline. Tracy, final word from you. You get to tell us who's going to win. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, at this point, it's truly, I think, still a toss-up. Really? I think either, I, yeah, I think either, I think either can win. Okay. Well, and, we're going to be watching. And I'm, I'm still equally undecided. Okay. Well, <laughs> Tracy? We know you'll do Thank the right you. thing in the end. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure, the pressure. <laughs> hey, it's been, we have, I've let this go on a little bit longer than normal because this is a special occasion having uh, my Thank good uh, dear friend Tracy back and uh, seeing you both with my, it's really been a great privilege seeing Tracy debating with my daughter. <laughs> really, really, really lovely. So, uh, thank you, Tracy, for, for uh, making this a very special episode, for coming on and facing up to my lefty daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been, it's been lovely talking to you. Yeah, it's been really lovely speaking with you and having nice, respectful conversation with someone with very different views. And thank you for doing yes. that. It's thank been you, really interesting. It was good. Thank you both, Tonys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, thanks also to your daughter, Chelsea, for getting us set up in the beginning there with the, with the tech. So that was lovely and lovely to see her. And uh, Tracy, you and I will talk again soon, very soon, I'm sure. Um, yes. Can, can our next topic be race in America? Absolutely. Because Ooh, sure. that, that's, that's pretty sensitive and... My views as a white American are very different than my daughter, who is a black American in one household. Wow. Well, that, that sounds like, that sounds, I wasn't going to be cheeky enough to ask you to come back on, but now that sounds like you might, that sounds like you might be up for it. And you've given us a lovely topic there. So we would love to have you back if you're, if you're up for it. Um, maybe absolutely. Your, maybe your daughter would be up for it too. I don't know. Uh, absolutely. You can oh, have okay. both sides of the same opinion or both okay. sides of a different opinion. Well, that would be, that would be spectacular. Our <laughs> listeners will really look forward to that. So just, uh, uh, it just remains for me to wrap up and to thank um, our listeners. I hope you enjoyed that as much as 
we did please do participate via our Facebook page. You, you will all know where to find us and you can send us a voice message via our anchor podcast platform. And we may even feature, feature your voice message on a future episode. So thank you everybody. And uh, we look forward to getting back together uh, with you again very soon. Bye for now. Bye. 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 <laughs>